When it comes to the N-word, it's been long accepted that white people really shouldn't say that word, but many times they do. On today's show, we talk about that. Should white people be allowed to say the N-word? Should anybody be allowed to say the N-word? I don't really like it, but it's such a hot topic right now. Today's guest hosts include Jen M. and the great Ebony. If you listen closely, you may hear her daughter in the background. <laughs> Nevertheless, let me know what you guys think about this episode of What's Up With Ward, featuring a topic of the N-word. Welcome back. It's your boy, Woody Ward. I got my girl, Jen M., with me in the house. And uh, we got a very interesting topic you want to talk about. Tell us, uh, Jen M., tell us about this story that happened with you and your neighbor. I, w- I want to discuss this. So... Last night, uh, which would have been New Year's Eve, um, I went over to my neighbor's place. uh, Is that a restaurant? Never mind. No. uh, Actually, it is a hole-in-the-wall racist joint um, where you can always go to lower your self-esteem and or get your uh, car vandalized. Oh, um, yeah, I'm familiar with that place. We get one of those in Indianapolis, just like that. Uh, well, I live in California. I will not be stating which city, but... Uh, Everybody knows uh, you live in Modesto. Oh, okay. Well, keep thinking that. Um, so what happened was, and, and I heard this from a lot of people. I don't know if you experienced this, Ward, but it sounded like everybody on the planet had a shotgun in my yard yesterday but i heard from so many people that it sounded like gunshots going off um and i don't know if it was a gun or if it was just a like a really really strong um uh blast of fireworks or what but my sister's uh alarm on her car kept going off over and over and over and her car is parked right next to mine in the driveway and i really thought for a minute that it may have been my neighbor that was shooting off fireworks. And so, um, and I knew that if it wasn't him, he would be able to tell me who it was. And so I um, went over there and uh, I just was going to ask, Hey, you know, um, are you guys, do you guys have fireworks or, you know, that gun you keep talking about? And so he um, was just saying, you know, we don't, we don't know where it's coming from. Turns out it was actually the boy's home. Maybe that gives away where I live, but the, um, the boy's home, that's where the fireworks were coming from. And they have adult supervision there. Uh, apparently the adults were on a break. But, um, yeah, so then we, uh, you know, we're just talking, having a good time, um, just chit-chatting like we always do, you know, when right, I just right. stop by. Chit-chat. Uh, they have kids, like, I bring over stuff sometimes just because, in, you know, sometimes for various reasons I come across, like, little kids stuff, and I bring it over, you know, just because I'm a nice neighbor, you know, I think it's important. We've lost that these days, you know, we're not neighborly anymore and i am you know i think it's really important that we you know watch our neighbors back you know 
Well, they say they take the village. Yeah, you know. And um, so I uh, am just chatting, and all of a sudden I hear his 15-year-old brother-in-law say to another one of the friends, because they've got about five friends over there, I hear him say something, 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 my nigga. What? And these are all white people. Uh-oh. And I'm looking around and I'm like, did a black person slip in when what, I was the in was the ER or the uh, what was the NGA or the ER? It was it was a GA. Okay. So, so obviously this was a it was a frequently used word. It was a word he was comfortable with. Um and I ignored it the first time. And then the second time I heard it, and the third time I heard it, I said, Hey, what are you what did you say? And he said, I said, My nigga. And I said, Who's your nigga? And he said, He is. And I said, He's black? And he goes, No, but he's my nigga. And I was like, Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> Neither one of you guys is black. And uh, so it turned into a, a group conversation. And when I say a group conversation, I mean, what happened was his sister, who is in her 20s and a mother of three, also white, um, says, well, everybody says it. Mm. And I told her, I know for a fact You've never gone up to a black person. Now, when I say a black person, I am biracial. So I am half black. But I'll tell you, the half of me that is black was really upset. Um, I felt like it was not only a slap in the face that they would, because they know that I am half black. So a slap in the face that they would do all of this in front of me. But the fact that they would maintain this argument after I, I have called them on it. Mm-hmm. So they know that I'm offended. I don't see you how, know. though. I mean, could you say, when you say you're half black, what, what does that really mean? I mean, not to get off the topic, but what does that mean, half black to you? It means my father's black, but my mother is Canadian. But how does that affect you? I mean, do you identify fully with one or are you, you know, because my, my understanding of you, if you're mixed, you're black. So, OK, um, I did not grow up with my father. OK, um, my mom, my mom remarried uh, a white guy when I was two years old. Uh, and I have one sibling uh, from her marriage to my father. So I have a brother who looks just like me. And then I have two other siblings who are white. But but you when, look white though. You could pass for so many nationalities. You can pass a white, Hispanic, you may even get a little Chinese. I mean, you you can go any way. So I guess people I, people probably feel comfortable saying the N-word in front of you because you don't look black. Would you agree with that? I could see how you might say that. Um, but for this particular group of people, we've had a conversation where they've asked me um, because um, one of them is half 
um, uh, Pacific Islander and half Mexican, only one of them. Mm-hmm. And he thought I might be Pacific Islander. Right. And so we, we've had a conversation. And so he knows that I am half black. And so this is not a case of mistaken identity. Um, but as far as, you know, me being mistaken for another race, um, I, I look at it like this. Um, I identify as a black woman. Um, I have only ever dated black men. I have raised black children. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it to you, but I am a black woman. Um, I have been followed around in stores um, and uh, stared at like I was going to steal something. I don't know if that's uh, conducive to people thinking I was black or just me being shifty-eyed. I don't know. Mm. But... Um, you say you, you meet the qualifications on the black side when, when it's convenient. I kind of I kind of yeah. think it's like this. People... When you say the guy thought you, you were mixed with Pacific Islander, if you say I'm mixed with black, that makes it a bad thing. But any other thing you're mixed with, oh, I'm part Irish. I'm part this. It's all good. So black seems to have a negative connotation in society, it seems. so. And I, I guess I can see why you were upset then, because you, you identify with black. Okay. Hold on. I, I have somebody else on the phone, too. Ebony joined us. Ebony, tell us, what, what do you think about the, the use of the N-word? Do you think it's okay? Would you say it? Would it offend you if, if, a, if a, a, black, a white person said it? Would it offend me if a white person said it? I don't know. I'm trying not to feel what people um, are trying to evoke, right? Like, people want you to feel things so they can get a reaction out of you. So, that's pretty much my stance on it. Um, so, I, I use this example all the time. One, hi everyone. I didn't <laughs> expect to jump right into the conversation, but hey, Ebony, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's nice to hear your voice. The warm hellos, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I've jumped rope and double dutched a few times in my life, so I know how to jump right in. So here we go. Um, how do I feel about it? Um, to go back over what I said, I kind of decide to not feel a way about it because feeling a way about something is not really evoking enough action to do anything about it. Um, it's just on the level of, let's say you have a white coworker who, let's just say, I'm using air quotes here and people can't see me, acts black, maybe was raised in the black community and they have only or predominantly black friends and they use the n-word but maybe not even in the work environment but maybe they invite you out and you're around them and all of their black friends and you hear them say the n-word it's like uh am i supposed to be uncomfortable with this um choosing to be uncomfortable with it would produce what so at that moment you tell this guy who's been his life doing things this way that he shouldn't do it because it's offensive you're probably the 1,000th person who said that. So sign up for your um, your grand prize to, because you're the 1,000th person who said that. Now, what's going to happen? 
after you feel this way and or after you tell enough white people or even your black friends that it's probably not a good, you know, a, a, a good move. Like, don't do that. Don't don't use those words. They're very offensive. And they're like, they're not offensive to me. Right. Like, okay, well, can you not, can you refer? Can I go ahead? I'm sorry. I just wanted to interject this one fact. Uh, they've been my neighbors close to five years. I've maybe seen a black person at their house twice. So uh, I just want to clarify that this is not a case of, you know, deep immersion in the black community. But go ahead. I understand what you're saying. And I, I want you to continue that. Thought. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Okay. That. So and I really traveled down that path because that's the so people, of, co of course, are enraged when people are using it as a um, derogatory racist statement. Right. Of course, like that's natural. Like if someone said you're an ugly woman, it would be like, wait, what? I'm ugly. You know, it, it, it wouldn't matter because you would know that they were trying to be offensive. But if someone wasn't trying to be offensive and they were still using the N word is with the path that I was kind of jumping on. But so if we want to stick on the path of people being, you know, openly racist, I think we have to start by honestly shielding ourselves to not be so um, lightly evoked to respond in such a way that's not going to win anything. So maybe target something else that's like, okay, well, if that is such an issue. How would one get people to understand that that word is super expired, but it's culture. It's right. culture for a lot of black people. Yep. Do you think that I should have just went straight to, well, you may be using the word nigga, but your kids are ugly. Well, you think I should have just went straight there? No, I think... Let, let, let me get some back. Let me get some background on this. Basically, GNM had a situation where her neighbors were using the N word, and she had went down uh, in the area to talk to them about some, you know, fireworks situation going on, and they started using the N word freely around her. Mm -hmm. She, being biracial, felt some kind of way about it. And the neighbors are all white, right? Uh, yeah. So, so, so that's, that's how do you? My question is now: is how do you think they they? What do you think they were thinking? Um, I don't think they were thinking at all, uh, um, but they do all know that I am biracial, mm -hmm. and I don't think they care at all. My The only reason why it upset me is because I think they are a, uh, a small indication of a much bigger problem. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all that, that that is the only reason why I was upset. I wasn't upset because of them as an individual or an individual household. I was just upset because they are the reason why the the society as a whole can't get it together is because on a small scale, people like this can't just control themselves to stop using one word. It's just one word you got to eliminate from your vocabulary. They got three kids. You know, two of them are coming up on preteen age. You know, so these two little white boys are going to be using the word too because their uncles and their parents are using True. it. So when does it stop? You know, we could we could just like I think you can stop be... it. I think it can be stopped easily. But but like you said, I do feel it's it's 
only in America. Racism is a business and is taught and tolerated in America because that, that makes money. So I don't think it's going to leave anytime soon because if you had a situation where gay people came together and said, hey, we don't want people calling anybody a fag anymore. We don't want them to say that word anymore. Otherwise, we're going to take our dollar and go somewhere else. Guess so what, until though? you unify something, I don't really think things really leave that mm. quick. So it can be done rather easily. But, but yeah. you got to ask the question, who's going to benefit by this if I do this or if I do that? So How much work is that? Are you guys, you know, is anyone even willing to put into something like this? Because, like I said, you have to, do you start with, with your own people or do you start with the people from the outside? Because if you start with the people from the outside, they're going to say, yeah, that's what y'all do. Y'all, y'all do it. Y'all, y'all do it too. <laughs> they say it all the time. Yeah, I see rappers saying it. I see comedians saying it. And and it's so. highly televised, you know. And like I said, it's to some people, it's culture. It's it's like that's what it is. Like we've taken a word that was supposed to be a derogatory, you know, word, and it was supposed to offend us, and we took that word and turned it into something that meant um, more of a term of endearment. So right. now when you have people who are using it in a derogatory sense, it's almost like how it's the old adage, right? The saying that we used to tell our kids back in the day, sticks and stones may break our bones, words will never hurt us. I don't really subscribe to that per se, but at the same token, you can't, you, you want to try to steer away from allowing people to get under your skin when they don't have anything to do with your livelihood. And yeah. maybe instead of attacking the problem directly, um, like at, at, in that one instance, because I wouldn't necessarily say that that's directly right, because that's just one person out of so many other people who are going to say it. And maybe, you know, I guess with that, so with that situation, especially because they're neighbors and you guys um, interact with one another, I'd probably try to handle that situation just on the case by case, a one on one basis, you know, like, hey, you know, the other day you were using this word. You, you do know that that's part of my culture and like it's, it's offensive to me you do know that right and it's like now we can get a response well I use it all the time I didn't real, realize that it was offensive to you you know this is a word that we use all the time it's not like I'm trying to be offensive well how much respect would they have for you if you say well can you please refrain from using it around me yeah no. well I'm going to deal with it by not dealing with it I'm just going to, uh, I mean, I don't have to, I, I don't have to speak with all of those people. Like my neighbor, you know, is just really one person I deal with primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, this may make me sound like a jerk, but I feel like there are only certain people who deserve Jennifer privileges. Mm. And if you don't want to be around somebody who treats you with respect, you act like a fool. And when you act like a fool, like they did, that means you don't want the association of somebody who treats you with respect. So you lose your Jennifer privileges. Just like Jennifer would expect that if she treated you like crap, she would lose your respect and the privilege of your association. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I see your point and I'll raise you this. I think in 2021, glad I messed that up. I think the culture (laughs) has been shaped by uh, a lot to do with Donald Trump 
where a lot of people felt comfortable saying things that they normally wouldn't have said a few years ago because they were trying to be politically correct. But now wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, so mm-hmm. now they felt like, you know, I can say this. I'm just being myself or, or what's it saying? I'm speaking my truth. And if, if <clears throat> someone did say that in front of you so freely, I think they knew already. I mean, you don't have to play dumb. I mean, they, they were just like, hey, if you, you're going to allow them to do it. So, like Ebony said, if you're willing to, you know, if it bothers you that much to talk to them, I would say something. But at the same time, you are giving them power, too, because mm-hmm. I can take myself and go somewhere else. I can I can show you better than I can tell you. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't happen. It happens to everybody with feeling so comfortable with the N-word. I was watching uh, Roy Wood the other day, watching his stand-up again, because he's one of my favorite comedians. I think I counted him saying the N-word at least 50 times. He uses it regularly, and he was at all pretty much a white... <laughs> Uh, crowded uh, a venue. Mm-hmm. So, what are I mean, in defense of white people, what are they to think if they constantly hear us saying it? it's in all the rap lyrics and people saying it? You you hear kids walking down the street and you know blah 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 all day long. I'll, Shouldn't they be? Able can to I say answer it? that? No. I'll, can I tell you? Tell me. I believe, as a comedian myself, aspiring mm-hmm. in air quotes, like Ebony said. Um, I believe that when comedians use the N-word as often as they do, especially in an all-white crowd, it is for the discomfort of the audience. Really? I think a lot of, a lot of comedy, uh, a lot of jokes are, in a way, sort of an underhanded way to get back at a lot of the things that have been tossed upon Black people as a race. And here you have this captive audience, they've paid to see you, and you have many ways of making them feel uncomfortable. But not only that, they feel uncomfortable, but they're not going to say anything. And to add insult to injury, they're going to laugh at you. And they're going to feed into your ego and give you what you want. You're giving them a pass because they're a comedian to say the N-word? No, like Ebony said, uh, most of the black culture has reclaimed the N-word. We were talking about this earlier before we started the show. I believe that, you know, most of black culture has reclaimed it. And they've, they've used it as um, a word of our own. Yeah. I don't, I don't personally use it. You, you're not going to catch me, you know, using it because I don't. I just don't talk like that. But, I mean, that's me. But if a black person wants to say that, you're never going to hear me say I'm offended because I do believe that word belongs to black culture. And so what I felt was happening was that the white people who were using it next door were culturally appropriating that word and... trying to make it there Mm -hmm. but they had no business using it and what you were saying Wardy was that it never was black people's word to start exactly yeah we didn't reclaim it we like we said we made it our own I think you misunderstood what she said we we never you can't reclaim something that you never had you can take it over is that what you're saying Ebony um I'm not about I don't like mince over words so it's neither here nor there to me i think the point of it is it's like if we go down that path it's like well america was never really 
white people to begin with, you know, so do they own it now? Exactly. <laughs> so um, that that wouldn't be my issue to even, I, I wouldn't even be diving into that. But um, I don't know, man, like when I, when I hopped on the call, you guys asked me how I felt and along with the N-word, which I definitely will use the N-word and I don't feel offended, but I've been in situations with, with people black and white probably more so black people though where they've done things to try to openly offend me and if i allowed it like you guys mentioned earlier it's about giving a certain level of power to someone to control your actions reactions and your emotions so is it an is it an uncomfortable thing yeah when you're outnumbered especially right you're in a group of uh, amongst a group of people and people are inappropriately using the word it's kind of like let me get out of here you know this is this is not for me um i was watching the show the other day i'm kind of late on it um because i don't really watch television a lot um it's called atlanta and then uh-huh oh yeah and, and one of the scenes the black guy was talking to a white guy and he was like man i went to the club yesterday and this guy was trying to play this song and I was like, nigga, don't do that. And he was like, that's what you said? Like, you really went up to him? And he was like, like he was like, yeah, like, like that, that's my bro. So I was like, nigga, right? And he was like, oh, okay. So then later on in the movie, he was, the black guy was around all his air quote, thug looking friends and family. They saw the white guy and he was like, hey, he got a funny story. Listen to this white guy's story. So when the white guy told the story, around the thug looking black people do you think he used that word again heck no he left it out absolutely not and i thought that that stood out so much so people will use it and know that it's offensive but they're like but everyone's not offended so even if we take a silent approach to it like well i'm just not going to talk to you anymore it's like if if you're everybody can handle things the way that they want to right like that's your choice right um however Sometimes correction, you know, verbally correcting people and letting them know gives them the opportunity to put, gives you guys both the opportunity to get at least on the same page as far as it goes, as far as that goes. So right, yes, right. I, yes, I was offended. Not saying something kind of imply, implies or assumes that you weren't offended. How often do you talk to these people? Are you there every day? Are you there every week? Do you guys always speak? And now all of a sudden, maybe you won't speak, but maybe their son or their kid bounce their ball in your grass too many times and they're thinking that's why you're not speaking you know so there's no clarity if it's no if it bothers you and those people are around i get it i'm i'm kind of the same way like you don't get the privilege to hang out with me but at the same token if it's something that bothered me i would strongly consider saying hey you mentioned something the other day or you said something the other day it was slightly offensive just one like no no harm no foul you don't know me like that so maybe you didn't know it was gonna offend me. That's just like a, a, a white guy who thinks that it's okay to say that word because all of his friends are black or his mama is half black or whatever the case is. And people don't identify, or people don't look at him and say, well, he's a black guy, so he gets the pass. But he feels like, you know, he has enough, you know, black roots. So he can say it, he will still be misinformed if someone happens to be offended by it. Yeah, I, th I think also, I think we almost feel as black people that we have to defend the word when we hear it because, and, and it's really, to me, it's like a dichotomy because 
we okay with seeing a Confederate flag, people driving around with those big flags flying on their truck or car, and we accept that. But then when they say the N-word, which to me goes hand in hand, it suddenly become a problem. So like I said, I don't think anybody should use the word. That's just me. Well, I don't, but I shouldn't say nobody should use it. I don't use it. You got to do what you got to do, but what's your purpose in doing it? So mm-hmm. if it gets reaction out of you, then obviously you winning. So I just don't give people that power over me because I think the word was created in a negative sense, and I think it still has that same meaning. And like you said, the guy on the TV, he knew when to use it and when not to use it. So mm-hmm. he don't have selective amnesia. Mm-hmm. He's doing that on purpose. So I'm like, okay, you go ahead and do you. I'm not going to give it any, any relevancy in my life because it doesn't really move me that way. So I agree. I don't think, I don't think black people sit around, like, especially say, well, to do black people, they don't probably, I don't know. They might do that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just don't see them using the N word like that. If they do, it's I, never negative. <laughs> It, it kind of is. I mean, it's just like all the words in a dictionary, right? Like there's so many words in a dictionary that mean like, like the word can, can mean so many different things, right? So um, taking that word and it, it is definitely a sensitive topic because there's going to be so many people who feel some type of way about it. And that's what, as, as responsible human beings, that's what we have to be knowledgeable about. Like I use profanity all the time at home. You know, in jokes and laughing and, and banter and all that good jazz. But you won't get that reaction from me out of the office. Is it because I know better? No, it's because I don't want to be offensive to the people around. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's a difference between knowing better, um, like, because you're stupid and you're using words that you shouldn't use versus people who I talk to may relate to that, you know, and, and we can actually get a laugh out of it. And it's like I said, it's, it's culture for us. But for people in the office who are not part of this culture, who don't understand it, they it, it could totally offend them. Mm-hmm. I wonder, do people really get offended by it, though? Or is it just, like I said, do we feel that I should be offended by this or I should be offended by it? Because are we really offended by it at the end of the day? I mean, I'm just like, oh, well, that's how you feel. Keep it moving. I, I just, I'm trying to look at it from both sides. And I keep coming back to that point where it's just like, you just like, if you got to keep calling me the N word, you just somebody I just ain't gonna hang around with it. Right, simple. Because especially you, if I tell you not know. to, right? I, like if yeah, I tell you, you something bothers me and you're you're still doing it, it's like 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 Jen said earlier, like you use your privilege, you lose your privilege to see even hang out with me. And maybe if you think you're great, maybe I've lost the privilege. But guess what? Now it's balanced and no harm, no foul. Right. I yeah. I think that uh, I I really do think that people who use that word who aren't black. I do feel like it's a sort of a, a glimpse inside what their, you know, what their re- true feelings are when it comes to other races. You know, if you're white and you're using that word, you really have a certain degree of leeway when it comes to uh, offending other races. And if you don't mind offending other races, then what else? Don't you mind when it comes to race? But, but that's then, a good point. Really that's a good is. point, though. So I'm saying, if you if you see that they don't mind offending other races, didn't we learn anything from this election that people stop being friends with people if they voted for Donald Trump because they're saying that's speaking volumes on so many yep. other levels. Sure. So why wouldn't it be the same way with the N word? They just telling you who they are. Do you really want to hang around with somebody who you got to tell? Like my friend, he told this girl. He said. And he was, I don't think he made anything by it, but she took it negatively because she was a larger woman. 
He said, I don't think fat people can dance. <laughs> I was like, wow. Whoa. So her being a larger woman, she said, you're insensitive and you're a jerk. And she walked away. So, I mean, did he mean anything negative to her? Okay, well, does, does that mean he don't, I mean, I mean, like you said, words are, wow, it's a powerful thing, man, when you when you use those words. Like so, a knife. Yeah, double-edged sword on it. So I just, I, I just find it so interesting, though. I probably wouldn't hang around to myself, but I understand that people got to be who they are. And I got, you got to respect them. If that's how they feel, at least they're letting you know. True, true. They can never say that our relationship is based on lies. Right. This guy, he pulled up to a, uh, a, a, a gas station one night when he was traveling. And he said he pulled in the restaurant, I mean, in a gas station, and he seen a big old Confederate flag flying mm-hmm. in the wind. He said he was glad to know that people were racist there, so he kept on going. He right. said, you let me know, and that's what I need to know, and I kept going. So let me know who you are so I can believe you, as Maya Angelou said. Yeah. So cool. Thank you for showing me who you are. And that's, I just, that's a win-win. I want to offer some perspective, too, because a lot of people tend to think that it's black and white, and the gray area is so freaking large that it's, it's, it's oh, like amazing to me how it always gets overlooked. I've talked to several white people, and they could definitely have been lying, but several white people didn't vote for Trump, or black, even black people, for that matter, didn't vote for Trump because they thought he was a racist, right? Um, when they, like, like, they totally just liked his views. Some people are tired of the puppet politician and they knew that Trump wasn't going to be a puppet and allow people to tell him what to do. And that's what we've been dealing with in America, even with Obama, for example, and I freaking love all the charisma and his charismatic ways. And I love the fact that he was a black president. It almost felt like black people finally got something right. Um, all those feelings and emotions were there. But the reality is, is politicians. Like, right, they, they say that Trump divided the nation. But isn't the nation already divided when you have one party going against the other and America has to choose a side? Now, I do recognize Absolutely. that there are other parties. But how often are they televised? How often are they their agendas pushed? Do we even know what all the other parties are predominantly or as well as we know the other, the other two dominating parties? Mm-hmm. No, we don't. So there's the division right there. Mm-hmm. You are right, Ebony. You are right. Yeah, I, I think that uh, like the people saying when they voted for Trump that he wasn't going to be bullied and pushed around and stuff. I think he was all about that dollar too. So he... I think he kind of exposed the racism in the world. I think he kind of helped it to become more comfortable. Yeah. I think people like that, but in the end, he, he, he turned on them too, so it really didn't matter. But. Exactly. I saw the Dave Chappelle, one of the Dave Chappelle specials, and I thought it was super funny because once um, he was talking about how there was a redneck, and they were like, yeah, that's right. Donald Trump pushing for me, and he's like, nigga, he's working for me. Right? Because you know, rich. He don't right. with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's to me, stuff like that stands out because I'm like, if you, I don't watch television a lot, a little bit that I did watch, Donald Trump will attack white people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he will attack white people. If you're not with him, you're against him, period. It's no, oh, um, or you're Jennifer's friend. I'm not Jennifer's friend, but you can still be Jennifer's friend. No, if I'm Trump, you can't even be her friend anymore. You can't like That's her. You have to pick a side. You have to roll with me. Who's ever with me is with me. If you're not with me, you're against me. There's no gray area for that man if you ask me. Oh, Ebony. I like you so much. <laughs> I think, I think uh, 
<laughs> speaking of Trump and this racism thing, I think he pretty much played the game where he said, let me find a niche where I can get in. Let me find yeah. out what I need to do to get these people to vote. Oh, they, they don't like black people. Let me do. Let me go run with that. Then I can care less about any of you. Right. Exactly. But if it helps me win. I'm a racist. I'm going to make America great again. He yeah. stole that slogan from Ronald Reagan. That wasn't even hit. He stole everything. He stole uh, him and his wife stole uh, their inauguration speeches from from the Obama. So he his whole mentality is I'm going to bully you like you're doing Shark Tank. You're going to roll me. You're not. I'm going to roll you mm-hmm. over. And that tactic has been working because now the only way to stop a bully is to stand up to him. And now people say, hey, we don't want to deal with you no more. You lied all the time. We know you lied. You lied about the lies. You lied about but the But people lies. didn't even believe that he was lying, even when people were showing them, like, go look at this and go look at that. But people don't do their research. So he did. True. He played the no. game the right way. He played the game the exact yeah. right way. It's almost like people need to take some advice from him. And I'm definitely not picking sides. You know, like, I don't like him. I do like him. I don't know the right. personally to like them or dislike them or get my emotions all involved in the situation at the end of the day i can't even guarantee that biden's gonna do a way better job like people are promising but people are stuck in the sense of even when i looked up their views they have very very similar agendas like super similar like walmart i'm sorry like burlington tj Maxx. oh right well like very very similar that's funny didn't look that up then you would think that Biden was going to save black people, especially because he was part of Obama's administration. But if we're not reading and we're only paying attention to the surface, and trust me, I'm not even going to stand on this platform and act like I dig into politics because I absolutely don't. I'm not interested because I am not in a position to push for any change. I'm just not interested. I think that what's going to happen is going to happen. I think that the wheel has already been invented. I love you too. I think the wheel has already <laughs> been invented. That was so cute. It is what it is. Yeah. I, um, I think that there are certain things that can be done, but then I'm like being real with myself. Like, how far are you willing to take it? Huh? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. That, that whole political thing, I found that so interesting that um, they just do whatever they need to do, like I said, to win. And then you said like this side and that side. But really, shouldn't we all be on the same team when it comes to getting stuff done mm-hmm. because people act like they act like yep, the, the police I saw a police agree. officer on this show he pulled the guy over and the guy was like hey man I, I was kind of fearful because this cop came over and, and he started attacking people and he said you, with every, you know in light of everything that's going on the cop like what's going on he said you know y'all killing a lot of black people he said we're not killing black people we're doing our jobs he said dude can't yell at people well he just talks loud so people have this thing called the cognitive dissonance, huh. where they believe their team no matter what. I'm going to stand by my guy. So if you get rid of Obama or if you get rid of Trump, people are going to follow them no matter what, because that's my guy. Even if he did the same thing your guy did, he mm-hmm. did better because he's my guy. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about mm-hmm. right or wrong. It's matter about what I think. And what I think, that's my right and mm-hmm. it's your wrong. So this messed up world we're living in right now. That is the truth. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. And yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so that N word it, it, it's so interesting that, like I said, the white white people created it to be negative. Black people made lemonade uh, lemonade out of it, and now they they say they want it back because white people have uh, stole black people's culture, our music, our hairstyles, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So they probably figure, hey, why can't we say this? Why can't we? I, I'm so glad I you said that. that. And so it's just, just their view. I mean, 
and it, and it's not all white people. I don't want people to think we bashing all white people. We talking about the people who like to keep stuff going, and they know who they we we know who they are, but nobody's gonna say it because nobody's gonna say it. Which part, Ebony, were you saying you're so glad he said that? I'm glad he said he mentioned how sometimes white people assimilate to black things and and black culture. And it made me think earlier about how sometimes black white people may use the word because they want to show you that they rock with you. It's like the total opposite. Yeah, that is like instead of trying to be offensive, they're probably like, like you my nigga, Mm -hmm. you know? Like like we the same. And it's like, uh er, we're not. Right. You know, but that's just like someone who never watches the news and they never leave their house. They'll never know that bad things are going on outside. So we can tell them like, hey, this is not cool. It's a lot of stuff going on. And they're like, yeah, crazy. I've never experienced anything like that. Right. And that's how I look like look at white people. Right. If you tell white people who they don't feel it emotionally, it doesn't it never hits home with them. You know, and I don't want to say never, never. It's too absolute. Right. But it's hard to believe that it would hit home with them like it would with a black person when we are constantly experiencing black people getting, you know, killed by white people in dominating positions, like positions of authority. And it's like we are helpless. You know, we're supposed to comply. We're supposed to look to you to for safety and you're killing us. You know, and white people are like, well, that well, they they must they must have got out not gotten out of line. They must have done something, like because they wouldn't just do that. My uncle right. is a police officer. My husband is a police officer, and they don't do that. They don't do that. They don't just do that for no reason. Right. And it's like some of them do. Nobody in their right mind would do that. Yep, they that's what I said. Cognitive distance at its like, highest point right there because. Denzel uh, quoted someone as saying once, he said, if you watch the news, you'll be misinformed. If you don't watch the news, you'll be uninformed. So basically, you can't win mm-hmm. because the media is controlled by people who don't look like us. And as far as those police officers attacking and beating innocent people, they're doing what they're supposed to do. That's how the system was designed. It was never designed for the minority to, to be considered an equal person. I mean, when you got the whole electoral college and all that stuff going on, and you're doing nothing to change it, then you don't have to change anything that you don't think is a problem. So I think that's why that's the con- media spins that narrative that, hey, it's, this is wrong. Uh, I saw a lady the other day. She actually said her daughter tried to help her see that she was being uh, racist. And uh, the mother said, hey, I work hard for everything I get. She said, so if a police officer comes up to my door or pulls me over, I'm not fearful because I know I work hard for everything I get. Why would a black person feel fearful of a cop? And I was like, wow. Mm. That's her perspective, though. I get it. that's how she mm. feels because, based off of her experience mm. in life, she didn't have the experiences I had. I mean, I don't know too many black dudes that have been pulled over by a cop, harassed, or some other unfortunate things. So, that's a good look. But, um, but anyway, it's been an interesting conversation. And, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm not going to hold you guys on it because we can go on this forever, but I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on this topic that me and Jam was talking about. And we'll get together. Man, this thanks, guys. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, it was good talking to you guys. I'm going to go ahead and drop off because the party is definitely about to get started at my house. All so. right. Huh. All right. <laughs> all right. Who celebrates New Year's Eve? No. <laughs> How about New Year's Day? Okay, though. Good. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Good talking to you, Ebony. Good talking to you.